Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this podcast, I'm going to talk to Michael Settington, and we're going to continue the conversation about the pool business, when to hire an employee, and if it's profitable to hire an employee. And I'll go ahead and break down um, with Michael um, how profitable you have to be in order to bring an employee on to your service business. This podcast is brought to you by InnioPools.com. Inyo Pools has been helping pool owners find the right pool parts in 2001. With over 50,000 pool parts in stock, order online today and have the parts delivered right to your door. Let me, uh, we'll continue with another one here. Okay. Um, so I'm joined again by Michael. I'll get your name right eventually, right? By the fifth time. <laughs> Michael Setterington. There you go. Blue Pools. And we're talking, he's asked me some questions. He's a member of my coaching group and we're going over just a series of questions regarding the pool business. Uh, your next one was, if we need to hire a technician, how should we compensate them? So in California, they're changing the law. So the 1099 employee is pretty much going to go to the wayside. I don't know if you know that. I didn't. Okay, so they're really restricting it. The only way you can be a 1099 employee is if you if the person hiring you does not do like business. So if you're a pool service guy and you're hiring a pool service guy, he can't be 1099. You know, the barber shops are really hurting the hairdressers because they can't rent their chairs out now and give someone a 1099 um, okay. because they're in the like business. So there's a couple ways around this. Um, one thing they can do, if you wanted to still have your employee as an independent, his own business kind of thing, but he's doing your pools, mm-hmm. um, he can form a corporation. And then you would, you're incorporated already. I see that. So you would be dealing corporation to corporation, and that's one way to get around the rules in California. So you would pay him, he would just invoice you as a corporation, and you would pay him as a corporation. Um, And that's one way around the 1099 problem that's developing here. Or you can make him an employee and give him a either, you can't really make him a salaried employee because the laws in California are very complicated about managers. So he's got to be paid hourly at that point. And you can't pay him per pool either because I don't know if that would indicate a salary of some type. Um, right. Okay. That makes sense. So I don't know exactly, you know, way around that part. So you would have to either make him an employee or just have him incorporate and deal corporation to corporation to kind of get around that 1099 restriction. I don't know how they're going to enforce it. So I wouldn't even make him a 1099 employee next year because of that reason. Okay. Um, so you would have to get a good hourly hourly rate though to make it worth his while, you know. Because sure. typically a per pool would be like twelve dollars, twelve, eleven or twelve dollars per pool in the old days before the new law changes. So you'd have to make it so that if he does, you know, and you have to make it has to make sense for you too, so you're not losing money. Right. So you know, if you and give think, a, go ahead. 
I was going to say, I think number two goes with 10 too. So as you just said that, you know, does it make financial sense to add an employee mm-hmm. or, you know, where, where does the profit come from? And my thinking was, is if I did take someone on and I did pay them hourly or however we got to it that, you know, let's say he, I, I got 50 pools and it came to where I paid him half of you know, the income from those pools. So roughly 2000 or $2,500 to do mm-hmm. 50 pools. And then my thinking was where I would make money would be on the salt cell cleanings and the filter cleanings. Yeah. You can make money on repairs too, while he's doing the route. So it'll all even out for you. Basically. Um, I, th- I think mainly you'd have to see if it makes, if you, you know, if there's a, I guess a tipping point, where you're making money and you're losing money with an employee. Right. So if you're doing 60 pools yourself and then your employee is doing 50 or 60 himself and you're doing repairs in the, in the free time you have, then mm-hmm. you're definitely making money. But if right. he's doing 60 pools, you're doing 60 pools, and there's no other income coming in, you're probably not helping yourself in that respect. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> right. I don't, I don't see how you can make money in that case. Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> okay. And then, then you have other problems too, because if he's an employee, then he has a truck. So it's gonna is it gonna be your company truck that he's driving? You know, which is typically what they do if he's an employee. They drive your truck so you can write everything off because since you're paying payroll tax on him, you're gonna need all the write offs for yourself. And so it would have to be a company truck so you can get the write offs on that for your business. Sure. Instead of his personal vehicle. So you're gonna have to maximize your write offs with the employee since the state's going to require you to pay payroll tax on on him. So right. you have to kind of look at it. I would say um, if you're able to do 60 or 70 pools yourself and do the repairs, you don't need an employee at that point, you know? Right, right. So, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, my whole thing was uh, I don't uh, – I, I do 60, you know, 70 of myself right now. I have uh, 60 pools. Summertime I did 70, and I was extremely busy. But, you know, obviously everybody wants a little bit more income. So I just was thinking if I got to 100 and had someone doing, you know, 30 pools for myself and then I would do the filters and the salt cells and that's where I would start generating all that, you know, a little bit more money. It may make sense to do that next summer. You have to kind of see where you're at. Right. Um, Which questions are we going through? The ones that you emailed me last or the ones that we were going through first just to verify? Uh, The last one. When, okay. So, yeah. So, so number three is how, um, so the markup in Riverside County for repairs for parts and labor. So we can probably touch on that real quick here too, um, as part of the profit of the business. Since we talked about if you should hire an employee, we'll right. talk about the markup. So here's the thing with marking up items is that um, there's a fine line with the state board of equalization. If you're, you know, if you have to pay tax on that stuff. It's hard because they can't they don't really track it really well for like plumbers and electricians and us. Okay. So if you keep the part under retail, then as far as I know, you don't need to have that resale license and you're not gonna pay the state board of equalization the tax on that. And okay. my and if you buy it wholesale, they already charge you tax because they figure you're not gonna have a resale license. Right. And so you pay tax when you pay at the wholesale. You pay tax at um, pool corp right when you're in leslie's when you pick up your parts right so you would keep the parts under retail so one way to do that is to 
give a flat rate invoice. So if you install a motor, you would just labor and parts five hundred dollars, you know, and that way you're not you're not splitting it up. Okay. And so for like parts like a skimmer basket or something else, just go online to Amazon, which is probably like the default for everybody. Okay. And see what they're selling the skimmer basket for. And then you just sell it for a dollar under that price, you know. So if they're selling it for $15, you sell it for 14 And right. that way you stay under the retail price and you kind of you kind of avoid all that, um, the iffy ground of sales tax and state board of equalization, things like that, um, which I don't think they're really checking on service guys as much. It's mainly, you know, restaurants and fixed, kind of like the fixed uh, building type stores, you know, like a pool store would be one. So... There's not a lot of markup on parts, if you notice. Right. Yeah. No, I, I've definitely noticed that. I've got a couple customers that will say, well, I checked Amazon and this is what it is. Okay. And then that's where, you know, how you just said, keep it under Amazon price. And that's what I offered. Okay. I can do it for, you know, $8, $10 cheaper than Amazon and, and, and they'll go for it. So. Yeah. And so hopefully that's changing because a lot of the manufacturers like Pentair, Hayward and Jandy, I think all three now have really raise their prices online so if you're selling one of their products online you're gonna have to kind of set the price with the retail and i know hayward and jandy have already changed that so if you look online for like a um a super flow uh, i mean a jandy super pro whatever it's called it'll be the same price that you would find in a store so but it's a small little small little parts that hurt us like um the baskets and things like that cleaners especially the cleaners you know like um, yeah I think the pool, you know, the Hayward pool cleaner at the supply place is like 380 bucks wholesale, and on Amazon it's like 360, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> Give me the off-brand from... Uh... <laughs> yeah. So you can't win with profit there because, you know, you're competing against these guys online that, you know, sell them really cheap, you know. And also, the retail pool stores can buy a 1,000 units at once and right. get a low price, and they have rebates, things like that. So... You can't win in some areas um, as far as that goes. So your main profit is your your monthly service, you know, the the cleaning. Because that's when you get your main profit. So we can touch um, on another podcast here on the uh, charging for chemicals and also um, which chemicals. I think that's good for this one. And we'll continue one okay. more talking about chemicals and charging for chemicals. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. So I hope you found part two of the four-part series on the pool business helpful. And we're going to continue with the next part talking about um, chemical costs and things of that nature for your pool business. And if you're in the industry and you're looking for more help with your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. There's a lot of great benefits there, like texting me and calling me, and also the group chat where you can post questions. And you get great discounts on pool products as well as your general liability insurance. So check that out at PoolGuyCoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick. If you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.